What is a girl from Kazakhstan with a Russian accent who looks Chinese living in America doing? She is podcasting to give hope, motivation, and help you to lead a fulfilled life. I am Miru, and I'm that girl. You may know me as your savings pro, but life is more than money. I'm here to share my personal, cultural, and professional experiences so you can bring your experiences to life. We will talk about the currencies of life, family, career, business, money, and more. Welcome to the Miru Experience Podcast. Adversity is one of the things that all of us face at some point in life. But how we face it may differ for all of us. In the end, overcoming the adversity is what makes our story powerful and inspiring. The drive to overcome adversity is based on the desire level to find purpose in life, to arrive at peace and joy and be fulfilled which is we either live by waiting for destination or enjoy the journey through adversity. With my own transformation story, I am now an advocate of fulfilled life because I know it is possible to have it. In this episode, I'm going to share Andrew's story. I have met Andrew during his speaking engagement at Inspired Leaders event. He was in a near-fatal accident riding his bike in April of 2015. As a result of the crash, he suffered a severe traumatic brain injury and many more serious injuries that affected his life. He spent five weeks in coma and has since experienced countless hours of rehabilitation. He had to adopt a new way of living thinking, and reaching his goals as a husband, father, and a profession in his area. During his presentation, Andrew said he lived for the destination, often overlooking the journey. This statement is most of our stories in life. As humans, we don't know how to enjoy the journey because we are always looking for a destination or for the outcome. For example, we want to have kids and then we can't wait. When is it when the baby is going to come? And then after baby comes, when is they going to walk and talk and eat on their own? So we constantly looking for that next step. When is it going to happen? And most of us, I mean, I think most of us are guilty overlooking the aspect of enjoying the moment of, you know, the experience of getting to that final outcome of whatever we dream of. So Andrew also mentioned that the accident has given him a new perspective, a perspective that only someone that has gone through his accident would have. I'm sure you are, you understand if you have, you know, gone through any type of adversity in life. So I want you to pause and ask yourself, am I enjoying the journey or am I living for destination? 
if you are enjoying the journey, that is great. You have purpose. So be proud of your accomplishments. Because I know sometimes it's so hard to give ourselves a credit for it. We feel like it's never good enough. And if you are leaving for a destination, then try changing your perspective. I discussed about perspective in my last episode where I chatted with my transformational coach, Angela Aja. This perspective thing plays a huge role in our life. We just need to learn how to spot it and learn to use it, which is one of the habits that leads to fulfilled life. So going back to Andrew's story, his goal now is to raise awareness of TBI, which is traumatic brain injury. He wants to inspire and help others overcome adversity by sharing his story. His passion to educate people about TBI is enlightening. His story indeed is so inspiring, and I hope Andrew's story gives you hope that you are going to be all right despite your hard moments in life. As Andrew states, I can say I have lived through a horrible experience, but I have to remind myself, you will be okay. Andrew works towards being the best he can be, an honest person that grieves every day and tries to become the person he wants to be. Despite his feelings of failure at his attempts, but what I can tell you that His determination to share and educate is going to make a huge difference in other people's life. Despite his challenges, he puts his best efforts as he says, this is my attempt to make my own storybook ending, which is his way to overcome adversity. I believe we can all all learn from it. At least learn to take one takeaway. So he shared the lessons he learned. He says that our empathy is the secret sauce. Life is an experiment and we are all in training. Second one is a situation does not create greatness. A response to situation create greatness. The third point is overcome adversity in packs and use every available resource. You are not the first and you won't be the last. The fourth point, if you love what you are doing, even if you are not good at it, people will notice. So focus on what you love. And the last, he says, it's very simple. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. Just keep trying. If what you're doing now isn't working, then try something different. Don't be afraid to ask others for help. We have all been there before in some way or another. So if you are going through a hard time, keep in mind, everything is going to be okay. So check Andrew's webpage at storybookending.org. Please share Andrew's story to inspire others and also educate about TBI, which is a traumatic brain injury. I believe his 
inspirational story will will help or give hope to overcome adversity. So coming up, my discussion with Andrew himself right after the Random Act segment where I would like to give a little more info about TBI that Andrew shared with me. Welcome to Random Act segment. Hey, did you know that in 2018, there were 857 bicyclists killed in the motor vehicle crashes? A more than 6% increase from the year before. I personally had no clue. I love biking, but it never enters my mind that in split second, accident might happen and change my life. But what I thought learning about Andrew's story is we can learn from each other and be prepared to certain situations in life. If it does happen, then we are educated on how to be more prepared to handle difficult situations in life. So TBI just wanted to cover these three areas that affects um, brain during traumatic brain injury. So it is cognitive impairment, physical impairment, and emotional impairment. So cognitive impairment affects memory. It slows down your thinking and concentration. It limits your attention. And of course, impairment of various cognitive skills. The physical side of it is speech, vision, hearing, we get headaches, and motor coordination, paralysis, and of course it also plays a role in balancing and, and gives you this fatigue feeling. And the third aspect is emotional, which is mood swings, self-centeredness, anxiety, depression, lowered self-esteem, so lack of motivation and uncontrollable emotion. Even without brain injury, we do have some of these symptoms. So I thought this was very interesting to share. So, but I also want to share the article I came across. It's uh, on verywellmind.com. It's called 10 ways to improve your brain fitness. So I kind of wanted to read it through. So number one is playing games. Playing games is benefit more by doing this game a little bit every day. So spend 15 minutes or so, not of course hours. Um, Second one is meditation. Daily meditation is perhaps the single greatest thing you can do for your mind and body. Meditation not only relaxes you, it gives your brain a workout. Third one is eat for your brain. Your brain needs you to eat healthy fats. So, for example, wild salmon, nuts such as walnuts, uh, flax seeds, and olive oil are great. Number four, tell good stories. This is my favorite. Actually, stories also heal us. So, stories are a way that we solidify memories. 
interpret events and share moments. So practicing telling your stories, new and old, it's great, great way to keep yourself interesting and compelling and fun and of course being able to also share the sad moments in life to inspire others. Uh, number five, turn off your television. I mean, we all know we use more TV time than we should every day. Number six, exercise your body to exercise your brain. Well, I think it's easier said than done. Sometimes physical exercise is very hard to achieve. But if we know it helps our brain, maybe it will be that extra motivation to get it done. So it says, by moving your body, your brain has to learn new muscle skills, estimate distance, and practice balance. Number seven, read something different. Like books are portable, I mean, free from libraries. And so you can read different topics. For example, if you read history books, then maybe you can change it up and read a contemporary novel. Or you can also read foreign authors, um, random books that keeps our mind active. Number eight, learn a new skill. Learning a new skill works multiple areas of the brain. Number nine, make simple changes. We love our routine. We have hobbies and pastimes that we could do hours to end. Number 10, train your brain. Brain training is becoming a trend. Coming up, interview with Andrea. Hello, today's guest is Andrew Trottle with me, and he had a traumatic brain injury, so I was inspired to share his story, because we all learn from each other's story. So welcome, Andrew. Hello. Thank you for joining me to discuss your uh, situation and yeah. your story and inspire people. So tell me a little bit about yourself, like your story, how, what happened? Um, okay, so my story was, I was training for a mini triathlon here in the Woodlands. Um, when I was training, a, a, a truck pulled into my path and I collided with the truck and I got a, uh, I'll go through some detail, um, a ceramic brain injury. I had a 18 hour craniotomy. I separated my shoulder. I broke my collarbone. I herniated a disc in my back and fractured vertebrae. Um, I had a trick. I didn't come up for five weeks. So, generally speaking, it was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and it was a while. And yeah. it was about three months after I made partner in my firm. Okay. So, basically, yeah. So, all that work kind of shot. So, hearing your story, it, it kind of gives me the perspective of we all work hard yes. to, like you were saying, you. I'm sure you worked hard to become a partner, right? Uh, yeah, it's something that you dreamed of and yeah. your goal and you worked hard, you traveled a lot for yeah. that, sacrificed family time, yep. and then boom, one second, All that gone. split second, yeah. 
your life turned upside down yes. basically like how do you cope with the challenges um this was about six years seven years six years seven years ago. Mm -hmm. and i'm probably still coping with it even to this day um what i'll say is this and this i found very helpful is I try in that because my memory is so bad. I document out everything, everything I can. I try to constantly and diligently focus on becoming the person I want to be. So, if you look at my speeches, if you look also, is all about trying to become the person I want to be. So in person, I think I could be. So, and I constantly, I constantly fail. Like every day, every second, every day, I fail all the time. I can't let that get me down. I have to continue to move on. And I go back to the person that I want to be. I constantly go back and I say, okay, I fail. Try something different. That's what I do all the time. I try something different all the time. So, um, so for me, knowing that I've lost a lot, I can be credible to people, organizations or companies or just organizations that deal with TBI. I can help them understand and relate to somebody that has a TBI. And that's really important. Um, so I think constantly searching for that. I think talking to faith groups, church groups, I can do that. I can talk about the fact is my faith is very important to me. It's not what even I struggle with it every day, but it is very important to me. So, um, I think that's how I deal with it. I'm not perfect. I trust me. I have really bad days. I have really negative days but i am fortunate sometimes i step out of it pretty quick and it moved me pretty fast but i do have really bad days um and i've talked about this in my speeches where it's um there are three things that have found me extremely extremely important first is relationships they will give you comfort in the worst of times the second for me is faith and it's i have to believe in faith um and i still study and work on that today but i have to believe there's another reason i've gone through this there's a reason I survived. The third is trying to be positive. And I'm not to that either. I have days that are really, really bad. But I can try to be positive. So and so and there are things that there's are there are tons of things I've lost. But I will tell you this. I think there's one thing I have not lost. 
And I think I was always good at this. I was always good at connecting people. I was always very good at connecting people. I think I think I can still do that. And that's rare. Because people with TBI, usually they have psychological issues. They have a very hard time connecting people. Um, so I'm so so I am extremely fortunate from that standpoint that I believe I can connect with people. It's for me. No, I think you bring the valid point regarding relationships. Is a lot of times they are the ones who help us through hard times, right? Like families and friends and coworkers. It's I'm telling you right now, the hardest thing of this entire thing. Yes, the medical issues are hard. Cognitive, hard. Loss, hard. Knowing that I had a firm I loved dearly. And these are word loved. I loved that firm. I loved the people. They were my people. This is my firm. Um, and knowing that I'd lost them, that was brutal, brutal, horrible. So, so do you stay connected with the company you worked for? Um, some people, it kind of depends. I think they're probably, just like me, waiting to see where I land, mm. right? Because that's the challenge that with brain injury, people that have brain injury, it's extremely hard to, to relate to them. Extremely hard. It's very hard. Mm -hmm. People totally can't say, I can relate to having a brain injury. They can't. At least I couldn't. Yeah. I've got brain injury, I can't. So, so I think, um, so, so also now, they can't relate to me from the standpoint of my brain injury. We don't have things in common. We don't talk about clients. All that's kind of gone. Yeah. So, so it's to some degree, I'd say it. I, I am having to reinvent myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of just waiting to reinvent it. Yeah. So you talk about faith. Yes. Right. So did you have faith before the accident or it did something that you, you came to facing after the accident? I think I think my faith was superficial before the accident. I had faith. I believe there was a higher being. I did. Mm -hmm. uh, now, but I'll say this, having faith and believing are two different things. And I think even just like everybody else, it's easy, it's easier for us to superficialize, I believe, our faith. But it's really hard to say, I'm going to stop, I'm going to turn the brain's over, right, to God or to Jesus, and say, you have the reins, it's okay. And just and say, it's okay. And it's very hard to sit there and basically turn over the reins to somebody else. Very hard. Yeah. So, so even I am dealing with it today. Mm -hmm. I do. So you feel like one day you have more strong faith and some days you struggle to give. At the turn of the brains, yes, absolutely. Yes. 
some days I, I feel, and that's the strange thing about brain injury, some days I am truly at peace with this. Mm-hmm. And I say, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Some days I'm not. Some days I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I have to do? Oh my gosh, I can't control this. Oh my gosh, I'm completely in trouble. But I will tell you this, the days that I have faith, Mm -hmm. the days I have peace are incredibly comforting. The days I have peace and say, it's okay. It's okay. I feel by far more comfort and at peace. And peace is huge, huge for me at least. Yeah. Now I think what you're describing is I think it even it is normal for people without brain injury, like having days when you're peaceful and having days when you give your worry to God and then you hustle over it, like kind of want to take it back. Because especially a lot of people, a lot of us, we like to control things, right? Right. We like, if we planning a meeting, yeah, yeah, we want it go certain ways, but we don't let. But I think I am kind of like you. I do have days when I'm at peace and everything flowing. And then I do have, I catch myself like trying to control it. Yeah. Right. I want it this way, you know? So it is definitely an exercise that we have to do daily. I like what you said about having faith is one thing, but actually believing in it. Yeah. And that's something I came learning through my transformation. I didn't fully understand. I also thought I believe in high power, but I didn't understand that relationship, you know, where you like feel it. Yeah is so different and it is eye-opening mm-hmm. and it's uh, so you worked as a cpa before right well actually yes i did um so i graduated I, I i got my degree in accounting and finance um i went into public county at arthur anderson i got my cpa at arthur anderson after arthur anderson went down because of enron i went to um but I ended up at Alfred's and Marcel. Um, being CP was my bread and butter. That's what I would know for. I think so. Mm-hmm. Basically, if clients had a really difficult situation mm-hmm. around their back office or in the county, I could go in and help them figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I love it. Um, basically, I would also go, so I'd go into health companies and then also distress companies. So sometimes it's healthy and they just need a tweak, right? Mm-hmm. They just need to get more efficient. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're not healthy and they're in distress and they're getting ready to go under and they need somebody to come in and help them deal with this accounting issue. Mm-hmm. So that's me. So do you think after the accident, you lost some of your knowledge? Or do you still have some of most of it? Um, interesting, yes. Um, when I, as a CP, gifted continuing professional education. So I went back at one point in time and I took a refresher course of CP 
to see how I do. And I think I've lost about 60%. Mm. So, and that's based off the historical memory. If I had to remember new things, I wouldn't remember them. So for mm-hmm. example, like look, look, I did a ton of study on called neuro, it's called neuropsychological testing. Mm-hmm. I did a ton of it. And but one of the things I realized as I was going through them, I do all these tests and they probably measure like 20 different things. And then I'd go through and I'd say, okay, well, it's experiencing in my life. And I say, well, that makes sense because my test was so bad. So one of the issues that I have is, um, is memory. So for example, it's called your visual memory. So if I ask you, do you remember what you had for dinner last night? Now, if you remember, your, if you remember what you had for dinner, do you have a mental picture of it? Most people do. Okay. And they say, well, yeah, I had roast beef. Well, how do you know that? You didn't look at your dinner and say, take, you remember that? You look, you subconscious. You subconsciously took that, that image in your, in your memory. Okay, I don't. I barely remember this morning. I don't remember last night. I don't remember, matter of fact, I, I don't remember yesterday at all. And like I said, I barely remember this morning. So there are little things you have to, you, so there are little things that I have spent an immense amount of time trying to understand and trying to, and this is really important. One of the most important things a person can do from the standpoint of improving their brain is their adaption, mm-hmm. is learning where you have gaps and where you don't, and then adapting. Adapting, I think, is a sign of intelligence. So people should know that nobody is perfect. We all have gaps, but we all can adapt. That's, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I, I know you're always wearing like sweaters yeah. and stuff. So you're always cold? Yes. So that's... um. <clears throat> So part of it is that your brain controls your um, your temperature, your body temperature. Mm-hmm. If you're too hot, it goes up by sudden. If you're too cold, it warms up by shift. That's your brain, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, my brain doesn't work like that. Matter of fact, all the senses are separate from one another. So for example, I'm constantly cold. I'm constant. It's hot. Mm-hmm. In the middle of Texas, it's hot. <laughs> I'm yeah. wearing a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm constantly cold. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly cold. My balance is off. I constantly hold on to things. Mm-hmm. It, it's what I do. That yeah. mm-hmm. you have to, right? Yeah. I think I also feel cold all the time. So after I spoke with you about that subject, I'm thinking interesting that maybe something, even without brain injury, I may have it something could. that, you know, I yes. attached to that feeling warm or cold, right? But there are people that are constantly cold or constantly hot. 
when they are, yeah. they just, their people are sad. They're constantly going, they're constantly sad. Mm-hmm. It's because, honestly, yeah, I think it's because their brain yeah. really it's their brain. I think majority of people hot, especially being in Texas, yeah. right? And then, of course, the older we get, then we blame it on aging yeah. process, yeah. right? <laughs> so now, th- That's the interesting part is that if you look at all my disabilities, all my disabilities are things that people are going to go through at some point in their life. I just happen to go through them all at once. But memory, it's going to happen. Um, bounce, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Cold, it's going to happen. All these things happen at some point in each of our lives. And we all are going to have to learn how to adapt. Mm-hmm. We are. We may not have to deal with the same degree, but we will have to deal with it in depth mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. So you have a family. Do you yeah. remember like the names of your kid or sometimes you forget? I have So like, um, so like on um, my children, I really don't remember their birth. Mm-hmm. I remember the hospital with my two oldest boys. I have four kids. Mm-hmm. My daughter, I don't remember. And my youngest son, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember their 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 births at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some historical things that I don't remember at all. Okay. Yeah. So. so some you remember, some you don't. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, it's like. I mean, like you're saying, I guess everybody have different uh, outcome from the brain injury. Either they don't remember or they keep some of it. Like in your profession, you kept 40%, right? Right. Lost 60%. So, yeah. I mean, we don't think about it. Like I don't sometimes remember my kid's name (laughs) without a brain injury. Like sometimes I would be yelling like, uh, for example, I have two boys. Yeah. One is Dylan, one is Paxton. So I'll say deal, and then I remember I was about to call as one, so it turns out to be deal packs, you know, like, yeah. so it's, um, even without brain injury, I think we barely remember our uh, name of our kids and or the birth date, yeah. like you're saying, so I think it's totally normal not to remember, right? Most of us go through this some. Yeah, and so do you have parents close by? Not close by, they're in California. Okay, so yeah. do they come visit you sometimes? Uh, it's been a while. They came uh, before the COVID. Some, yeah. no, sometime. I don't yeah. remember when. Yeah, okay. I think two years ago. I have no okay. idea. A year, two years ago. Okay. Last time. Okay. And um, you said you were in coma for five weeks. Yes. So I guess my curious question is when you were in coma, have you? Maybe I don't. Maybe you don't remember, but have you experienced some kind of supernatural event? Like maybe you see in a light. Maybe you were in heaven. I don't know. Like no, no. But but I will say this. I think I right from accident. I started to realize the loss. Especially the loss of people, extreme, extremely difficult, extremely difficult, and it was through that loss I started to 
I started to replay how God must have felt when people did not didn't accept him. And people asked they probably felt abandoned. I said, I kind of feel abandoned because mm -hmm. I'd lost so much. So for me, that was probably the first start of trying to really come to grips with my accent and hoping that there was a reason. Hoping there was somebody somewhere that's going to help. That's me. Mm -hmm. That's that's you know very. I mean, I can understand your pain in terms of like losing connection with uh, people, especially being a relationship person, right? Yes. Like some people are like that, and some people like to be on their own, right? right? So it is hard to yes. feel that we're especially the company you work for and love them. I mean, yeah. not many people love their yeah. company they work for. I also like your story um, about you going shopping. And hmm. wait, can you share like your experience My so experience people can shopping? relate? Yeah. Okay. So, very interesting thing. Okay, so one of the problems I have because with my brain injury, it impacts my vision. Okay, and so, so let me just kind of go through a normal shopping trip. I think mm -hmm. usually if I have, if I go shopping, I have a list on my phone that my wife has texted mm -hmm. with pictures, and usually in the order in which the several stores laid out. So first, I look at the list, and then I go. Okay, I need to get milk. And then I get in the grocery First off, I, I'm a handicap partner. Mm -hmm. So I park up front so that I can find my car. Yes. Then I go in and I go, okay, I need to find bread. Where is bread? And then I'll, I've also learned, I ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. So then I go and I ask, I go, where's my And they go, oh, well, it's aisle five. And you go, oh, okay, aisle five. I go, and then by the time I look at you, where's all five? I go, what am I supposed to be looking for again? Mm -hmm. And then I go back to my phone. Mm. Right. Okay. Then I go, then I find my way to all five. All, and I find the bread. I'm like, which bread? And so that's why I look at the picture. And say, oh, it's supposed to be white wheat. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a white bag, blue lettering, large. Okay, and then I literally walk up and down the aisle looking in the picture mm -hmm. and looking at the bread. Picture, bread, picture, bread, picture, bread. And I finally find it. Hey, okay, got that. Okay, next. Next thing, ice cream. Where the heck's the ice cream? <laughs> so it goes yeah, through, I do the I exact same thing with uh -huh. ice cream again. Where you go ask somebody, where is it? Mm -hmm. What I'm looking for, trying to find a picture of it, trying to get it. So I go that. Yeah. So my wife is like, big guy, it's like 15 items. That was two hours ago. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Takes me forever. Mm -hmm. Forever. Yeah. I, I personally don't like shopping, so I, I can understand your pain because they sometimes change shelves. 
and you know you used to yeah. getting an aisle five suddenly it's on aisle six so i mean i i just thought that you know how i'm trying to relate like you had brain injury and i didn't even then it's, it's it is a hard work just shopping you know? know so i can imagine you going for like 20 items and spending two hours that's something that we take for granted right i can be so many done. things that we took for granted mm -hmm. that all of a sudden are extremely hard that you would never imagine they could be hard and they are like going to the store like mm -hmm. go to the grocery that's like second nature um knee brain injury is not second nature anymore mm -hmm. it's hard yeah and you also drive yourself to to places yes. like shopping do you catch yourself like where am i going all the time and here's the thing so i'm on my phone i use the gps uh -huh. maps on the, all the time okay it's the only way i get anywhere okay um and yes there are many times two things learned one is this um i forget often where i'm going that's how gps mm -hmm. And the second is this, I'm also suffer from fatigue, severe fatigue. Mm. So if I get too lost, if I get too tired, immediately pull over mm -hmm. and just wait. And that usually does trick. Okay. So and I don't go on the highway. I only uh, stay in the woodlands. Just in the woodlands. Yeah. Okay. So you know when to stop. Yes. I Yes. I absolutely know when to stop. I know I stop because I'm getting too tired, because I'm getting confused. Or food, food like food. Mm -hmm. Those things are triggers for, for me saying, I need to stop. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed our conversation yeah. very much. Thank you for you know sharing your yeah. story, educating us about the brain injury. I think it's TBI stands for traumatic brain injury. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to, you know, getting to know you more as we go. And like I said, in my podcast, I just want to inspire people, give yeah. them hope. And that, you know, even horrific situation can bring light it, it to can. our life, right? It can. And you know, I'll say this. Mm -hmm. There's a, I don't get around, but there's a tribe in, like, I think, India mm -hmm. or Africa. The kids are considered outcasts. Mm -hmm. um, they're called the untouchables, but they have an incredible outlook on life. They don't see themselves as, as outcasts at mm -hmm. all. Truly inspiring. Mm -hmm. It is. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you, Andrew, thank you. for joining me and sharing your story. I really enjoyed your, um, you know, inspirational mood and being honest and vulnerable and sharing your struggling times as well not just you know wins but yeah. also the times when you feel like you have you don't see the hope yeah so thank you so much thank you well that's all for this episode of the miru experience thank you for listening join me again next time Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. I also invite you to subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Miru Experience. 
I would love to connect with you. My email is miru at themiruexperience.com. You can always follow and connect with me on social media as well. Be you, believe in yourself, and I encourage you to lead a fulfilled life that you deserve.